How can you take your freelance or consulting and grow it into a full-fledged business? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of being 100% you learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, that's infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur or one in the making. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. We've got another big episode for you. Today, Rich Rosinski shares the pitfalls of working in versus on your business, testing and leveraging tools to empower your team, and the benefits of being 100% yourself in business and life. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next week's interview guest, who has gone from five years in prison to rubbing elbows with some of America's most elite entrepreneurs. Now, I know you want to keep getting these valuable tips and inspirational stories from this podcast and all the amazing guests I've been lucky enough to have on. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, drop us a five-star rating, leave us some kind words in the review. And of course, don't keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. And you know, the subscribes, ratings, and reviews, they help tell all the podcast platform algorithms to show this podcast to more like-minded entrepreneurs so that we can help our fellow dark horses start, restart, and kickstart their journey. And as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, my Dark Horse friends and family, today's guest is Rich Rodzinski. Now, Rich is the sole founder of Tragic Media, a technology and software consulting firm based in Southern California, actually down in San Diego. I was just sharing with them how I remember my days out there in Southern California. Now, Rich has grown tragic from the ground up of a successful freelance consulting career. His responsibilities evolved from being the lead developer of the company to leading their technology strategy, as well as their business development. Rich is an, has an incredible team of talented, remote, U.S.-based professionals, and Rich's team works collaboratively to build industry-leading digital products using today's leading frameworks and technologies. Rich has presented at numerous Drupal camps, spoken at San Diego Startup Week, gives quarterly tech talks for the San Diego American Marketing Association, is currently nominated for San Diego's top tech awards. And as we all know, there's always lots more to the story uh, underneath the story and these accolades, but I don't want to steal any of Rich's thunder on that. Rich, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Tracy, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. I'm excited to chat with you, man. And it was, I'm sure there's some goodies that, to be shared, but I'm going to shut up for a, a few minutes and just <laughs> step back from the mic and let you share your story. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the road traveled to get you to where you are today and, and why you love doing what you do so much. 
Fantastic. I, I appreciate that. I mean, you gave me a, a hell of an intro there and, and that was super great. Um, just to give you a little background on, you know, how, what led me to start my company and kind of pursue this entrepreneurial uh, road that I've been on. Um, you know, I've always been kind of an entrepreneur, even from like, you know, early days, you know, selling candy in the playground and, and just like, you know, little fun things like that. Um, and when I got to college, I went to UCSD and I was originally on um, a computer engineering uh, track. And I found this really cool major that they had there that was focused on new innovative technologies. Uh, I was able to kind of pick and choose uh, the classes that I wanted to do. Um, and so I was able to pursue both my passion for music um, and my passion for uh, the latest innovative, you know, uh, web uh, technologies. Um, and uh, that really, you know, got me started in this. Originally out of college, I did pursue the, the music. Uh, that was my passion. But after hitting some career uh, kind of blockers there. I, I fell back uh, on my digital background. I got a job at a leading digital agency down here in San Diego, really learned, uh, you know, cut my teeth there and, and learned the tools of the trade and how uh, companies can work collaboratively to build and deploy enterprise software. Um, after hitting a a growth ceiling at that company. Uh, it was right, happened to line up right with the 2008 uh, recession. And, you know, anytime there's a recession, it's a time for great opportunity and all entrepreneurs, you know, especially like in the times we are now with this uncertainty, uh, there's all sorts of great uh, opportunities for consultants and entrepreneurs. Um, so that's what really got me started. My consulting started taking off on the side. Um, I quit my job and started going all in as a solopreneur, just investing as a consultant and working with a bunch of great agencies uh, down here in San Diego and across the uh, U.S. Um, after doing that for a while, uh, I started to great, uh, build a reputation and realize like this is a whole company that I'm starting here and hired several people to get us started um, and then just have started to grow that. You know, along the way, we've made some pivots, had some ups and some downs, um, but right now, uh, you know, we work with businesses and entrepreneurs, especially on the non-technical side, uh, mm -hmm. teams that don't have big engineering departments and they're mm -hmm. looking for great design and, and development resources to help them, you know, tackle whatever their challenges or, or build whatever ideas they have. Nice. So for anyone that's listening, and I, 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 I'll consider myself a geek, but as I, I cruise through your site and, and the things that uh, that I could see on the surface that you have done, um, I, I, I was like, oh my goodness, this guy's like super geek. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and when when you, when you say the the things that you create, kind of enlighten us, share with us the kind of things that you and your team are are creating for the businesses out there. Yeah, you know. Technology has evolved so rapidly over the last, <clears throat> I mean, I've run this company now for, <clears throat> excuse me, 11 years um, and technology has, has uh, evolved so quickly. So, you know, originally we were starting with a lot of like, you know, just really uh, well-designed uh, top level websites that we built with content management systems. Uh, mm -hmm. For instance, you know, we built the Pixar website, uh, you know, many years back and uh, we're able to work with their team to create a really great online presence for them. Um, but as things have evolved, you know, now there's a lot of easy tools to build websites. Um, and so we've just kind of continued to grow and expand with the technologies. So now we build everything from uh, cutting edge websites, people that are looking to really uh, hit that next level of performance or design or interactivity. Mm -hmm. um, we build a lot of web applications, uh, both for 
B2B, like internal business um, or, you know, consumer applications for people that are on the web trying to, you know, have different, you know, portals or um, online, you know, management experiences. We build uh, applications like phone applications. Um, we do everything, you know, cloud hosting, uh, help people uh, get set up on Google Cloud or on, on Amazon Web Services um, and really just help companies and entrepreneurs just handle all of their technology so they can focus on the sales, the marketing, you know, branding and, and building their business um, and just know that they have a really great team to help support them with whatever their challenges are. I mean, right now we're helping one of our clients, uh, you know, do a third-party logistics integration with their uh, Shopify, so we're moving their warehouse to an outside vendor um, and we're just helping to coordinate the technology around that and help them to enable their business to grow. Nice. And just, just so you know, uh, and I'm sure everyone caught this, you know, oh, yeah, and we built the Pixar website, he said in passing, right? <laughs> you know, Pixar, you know, that little company yeah, that, that little creates company. all you those might, amazing, might yeah, right. they, you've probably never heard of them, but, you know, if you've seen their movies, you, you'll you yeah. get it. No, <laughs> obviously, there's there's a, a level of, uh, of, of humbleness in, in your in yourself just to say that such in passing, but certainly it, you're doing a, a wealth of things. I know when uh, anyone wants to see the kind of uh, tech he's doing, obviously, go check out the, uh, the Pixar our website, but definitely check out the uh, uh, the tragic media site. We'll have the links in the show notes in there. But it's definitely uh, I know as I was looking at your site, doing a little research for for our for our time together, I was it it caught me off guard because it's a it has this unique interface in how it reacts to where I am in the journey through your website, and it was completely unique. And I was like, okay, now I get it. This is kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, so awesome. definitely two thumbs up there, but certainly uh, that's great. I appreciate that. No, it was it was super cool. So I, I wonder when to go check that out. Uh, you're, you're so when you said cutting edge websites, I mean you mean that? Uh, yeah, definitely yeah, cutting absolutely. edge websites. In in your journey, I think there's a, a cool story to be shared here. There there's certainly, and I think you 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 said something in there that I wanted to drill back into. You know, there's been ups and downs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think so many of us in, in life, let alone in business, can learn from other people's stumbles, bumbles, face plants, whatever you want to call them, right? Yeah. Um, what failure have you had that you're like, oh my god, I, I'm almost glad I had that failure because here's what I'd learned. Yeah. You know, I think especially today with social media um, being what it is, it's so easy to think that everybody just has this easy path and they're, you know, uh, making millions and achieving these dreams, you know, all with, you know, in passing easily. Um, you know, it's, it's a struggle. It's a challenge to grow any business, um, whether that's just your personal brand or growing, you know, a company. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of resources out there, but you know, it also depends on how you use them and what, what's available to you. So some people's struggles are, are different and, uh, you know, just as valid as everybody else's, but you know, I don't think it's ever really an easy path for, for anybody. Um, over the years, you know, I've, I went from a solopreneur where I was doing all of the work and just engaging to, you know, fill my schedule to growing a company, um, which, you know, I had some, uh, background in from school and I had some background in from experiencing, you know, how an agency works, but 
Um, definitely didn't uh, have, you know, other partners. I didn't have mentors. You know, I just kind of took the bull by the horn and ran with it. And right. with that, you know, there's a lot of struggles and just kind of figuring out what works, you know, how to approach our sales, uh, marketing, you know, just learning a lot um, in other areas that I wasn't familiar with. You know, I could do the developing when it comes to business development. That was something that I had to, you know, kind of learn. Um, and then one of the other really big transitions that happened was uh, me really taking a big step away from like the internal <clears throat> workings of the development. Mm -hmm. uh, bringing on another resource to manage that and moving back to, you know, working on the business more. Mm -hmm. um, and with that, that kind of happened um, because of a really big stumble where I was too far in the business. And because of that, you know, we had a really big gap in sales and ended up causing a lot of uh, financial stress for us, had to let uh -huh. some people go and everything. Um, and in that, I, I realized, okay, I can't be managing individual projects. Like I really need to take a huge step back and get other team members in there. And it, it ended up being a really great thing because I was able to bring on some really, really sharp, uh, you know, uh, talented individuals that are now, you know, part of our growing team, help to manage and run the teams, run the projects and manage our developers and everything. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we have a US-based team all across the US. Um, and so even before COVID, there was challenges in how do you manage a remote team like that when people mm -hmm. aren't all in the office? How do you collaborate successfully as a team? Uh, so that was some of our, you know, different struggles that we overcame. But at this point, you know, we have a really great team on board. And I think without some of those struggles, I probably wouldn't have uh, gotten in touch with those individuals, gotten them hired on. Um, so, you know, uh, blessings in disguise, if you will. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's, a, there's always definitely learnings in that. And I know uh, a number of the, uh, the entrepreneurs that have made it to levels like yours and beyond, uh, that seems to be a story that's heard time and again, where uh, the, I got to a point where I just, I had to stop working in the business so yeah. that I could work on the business. And Absolutely. I, I can only imagine that's got to be a super tough level to get at where you're like, but I'm so good at this. You know, you know, it's, it's your baby. You birthed it, you grew it. And now you've yeah. got to, it's like, I get, I'm a parent, so I'm going to liken it to being a parent where you're like, okay, fly, be free, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, it's definitely challenging, especially, you know, depending on your personality and type and stuff, you know, you might want to be really involved in it. You know, for me, this was built off of my personal reputation of as a solopreneur. So I mm. have, you know, uh, a lot of skin in the game when it comes to like our individual projects, you know, making sure things run smoothly that we're delivering, you know, above and beyond for our clients. Um, and so I think, you know, there's definitely some challenges in that handoff, but it's all about finding great individuals right. and empowering them to be successful and knowing that things aren't necessarily going to work the same or the outcome's not going to be necessarily the same uh, as, you know, if I was involved or if I managed it, but that doesn't mean it's just if, as good, if not better. Um, and just being open to letting other people, you know, run things the way they need to run things to be sure. successful. Absolutely. Now, I want to, I want to, I want to loop in a little bit here because you do have the unique um, uh, aspect of your business where you're, you have a number of remote folks, um, and I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it's if they're yeah. all remote, but definitely that's well, got to. <laughs> uh, now they are. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that has to come with a certain amount of, uh, I, I don't know, coordination efforts, you know, to keep yeah. everyone on the same page. Uh, chat a little bit about how you've uh, keeping everyone, I guess, aligned in their mission in, in all these projects you're working on. Yeah, definitely. Um, we also have an extra um, layer of, of, uh, 
of it because we also allow for flexible schedules. So oh, nice. you know, people, people can take some breaks, they can work late, they can work early, you know, depending on what they are and, and having people in other time zones, you kind of have to allow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise you're forcing everybody, you know, to work Pacific time um, and they're up, you know, super late. Um, so, uh, you know, I think some of that's been trial by error. Some of it's also been growth of, of different software. Uh, obviously, you know, now we're all in a very virtual meeting uh, environment, but we had to, you know, figure out what worked best for us. So we've evolved, you know, through different platforms as they become available. Sometimes we're jumping, you know, off, uh, you know, originally we were on like Google chat and now we're on Slack, you know, leveraging these, you know, new software tools to ensure that we have better collaboration and communication between our teams. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a lot of it, it's about just personal accountability and hiring great people and making sure that they understand that they're accountable for their responsibility, but then they're also empowered to do their job. So if they need to schedule a meeting to make sure that they're clear on their work, then schedule a meeting and get that done, you know, meet with other developers, meet with other team members. Let's make sure that, you know, ultimately we, we want people that are passionate about building great web products, great applications, um, and that are excited to be part of a fun company that, you know, really has low administrative overhead and really empowers uh, individuals just to do great work. What, what can you add to that? I, <laughs> I, and I, I think it's super cool learning that, uh, well, maybe not learning, but certainly a good opportunity that's going to come out of this whole unfortunate COVID-19 uh, yeah. scenario is people have been thrust into these virtual environments, right? You know, Mm -hmm. I know uh, a number of folks that I've worked with in the past and are working with now are like, uh, this is kind of cool, you know? And, and some, and some of these corporations have folks now that are working from home that, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, they're like, no, you can't work from home. You can't do that. You wouldn't be productive. And they're finding, you know, that it's working amazingly. So maybe some of these, I don't know, 87 story buildings will, uh, unfortunately go empty, but maybe they'll stop building so many of them in some of these uh, high rise areas, right? I I think, I think there's a lot of challenges on both sides. You're now listening to To the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I worked as a solopreneur out of my living room for a long time and you can get caught up in just work and and not have that separation of work. Life is hard. So making sure you have a separate office space and making sure that it's, that you can like, you know, work and you, and you understand where your hours are and when you're not off, you know, you're able to check out, you know, effectively Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. is I think something that a lot of people are, are struggling with. I think a lot, some, there are some people that really like that office experience and this is very challenging for them and then i think there's a lot of people that have been waiting for this like you're saying they've been asking for it not being uh and now they're they're kind of thrust into it and and they're being empowered because now they're able to spend more time with their families you know they're not lost a bunch of time in commutes um you know i think there are a lot of a lot of really big positives from it on the work side i think there's uh, as an employer there's other challenges you know i've had team members that I found out, you know, weren't doing their work and, mm. and were, you know, collecting paychecks and, and you know, kind of faking their way through it, you know, during some of our growth uh, where we didn't have as much oversight on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know a friend of mine that was, you know, had like screen capture software that their employer had installed and it was like way overkill. And that's why he ended up leaving that, uh, that company is because he just Uh didn't want that level of oversight onto everything. So, you know, finding a good balance between like making sure that your employees are working and they're getting their jobs done, but then making sure that also that, um, you're not, you know, being overly, um, just overly oversight on that. And that, you know, they do have the flexibility to, you know, just 
do their jobs the way they need to do their jobs. No, absolutely. I think you, you, you said it spot on. Uh, nailed the, uh, You said it spot on. Hit the nail on the head. I was trying to say, <laughs> I tried to jam those two uh, phrases together <laughs> right. and it didn't work out right. But certainly, you, you definitely, as a, especially as an employer, you have a responsibility to those clients that you're serving to get you know your products out there in a timely and uh, profitable fashion. Yes. And you got, you got to get folks to do that. So it's, uh, yeah, you're right. It's that balance between uh, looking over their shoulder occasionally versus micromanaging, right? Exactly. You yeah. got it. And, but, and I think, but I think you also nailed it on the head when you said it's about finding the right people that would thrive in an environment like that. And, and to your point, there are those folks that they're, they feel they're better suited. Maybe they are for whatever it is about their personality or their work style. They're better suited for in office work. Right. But yeah, then there's yeah. those, those folks that are like digital nomads. You're like, ah, I can sit in my living room and I can do this, but you're right. I remember, I can remember when I got out of the military, uh, oh God, I'm damn going to date myself now. Uh, this would have been the this would have been the late 80s. And I came out of the military uh, into Southern California and I started my own little computer consulting business. And I was doing uh, programming for PPOs, preferred provider organizations. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and I was doing database programming for them. So these folks, mm-hmm. you know, they were working from, you know, literally their call centers were working from folders that had all the doctors' names. You'd call <laughs> them up and they'd say, Hey, I'm looking for a doctor in Huntington Beach that does you know yada yada yada. And they're flipping through these books or one one client that I had actually had index cards, three by five index cards with all the doctor's information, one set for each call person they had. And, and they had like nine calls. So can you imagine trying to keep that up? So, yeah, they, and yeah. I, you know, so I was in there going and, you know, taking all of that data, programming it into a database and creating the searches and yada, yada, yada. And uh, I was like, oh, this is when I got, when I landed this particular client, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is going to be great. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I took, I took, oh God, gosh, I, I bought myself, this would have been uh, the top of the line computer. It was like a, I don't know, it was an HP. It was one, it was one of those clones, but it had like, it was 32 or 64 megabytes of RAM. And this, this was <laughs> yeah. whiz gig back then, right? Yes. And literally I would go into the office and I saved all the packaging. I'd pack it up at the end of the week and I would take it home and I would set it up at my home and I start working. And you're right. Uh, I got into that habit of, I was almost working 24 seven at the right. time. And it was really cutting into, uh, you know, my family life. My friends are like, dude, you know, sure. You're making some money, but come on, you're, you're what are you doing with your, you? We never see you. And you know, so it's a, it's about that balance. You can get sucked into either side, you know? Yeah. Now, because no one else can see you, um, <laughs> they, they, they have no ability to share, um, the, the visual uh, of you. And, and for me, I thought it was awesome. And I'm like, I saw your, your media kit and I'm like, I have to talk to this guy because, oh my God, he has some of the coolest tattoos. And then you have some um, body mods and you have, what is it across your knuckles? One, three, three T geek or something like that. Yep. Elite geek. Elite geek. That's what it is. I was like, okay, what does that stand for? <laughs> this guy, this guy is a, uh, is a dark horse all out there on his 100%. own. 100%. So, <laughs> 
as you have you navigated, you know, all the way through, you know, your scholastic career to your music career. And obviously, I think in your music career, your appearance was irrelevant. It probably actually was a benefit to, to you. But as, as you started transitioning into your freelance to your, uh, your, you know, business career, have you ever felt like that dark horse? And how did you fight against that to succeed? Yeah, well, anybody can, uh, you know, come follow me on Instagram, Tragic Rich, and, and they can check out all my uh, mods for themselves. Um, you would actually be surprised. Uh, my appearance was maybe more of a hindrance in the music industry than it was uh, in the digital because in the music industry, it limited me from doing any corporate sound gigs. I ah. had to do live sound. I had to do recording sound, but I couldn't take those corporate gigs because I, I mean, my bright red hair does not blend into the backgrounds very well. Um, <laughs> you, you can't have any piercings or tattoos and you have to be able to cover that all up and mm -hmm. I cannot. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, that was limiting, but, you know, it was a decision that I made and I understood when I made it, you know, the impacts that this would have uh, on my career um, and that I might have to work, you know, twice as hard to prove, you know, how smart and capable I am because sure. people might have preconceived notions about me. Um, there's definitely been some time in my digital career um, both at the agency and, you know, in my, uh, not so much in my, uh, solopreneur, cause that was mostly working, uh, within my network. Uh, a lot of that was, you know, referrals and everything that sure. happened, but in, as, as I've grown my business, there's definitely been, you know, some rooms that you walk into or some client meetings where you just know, like, we're not going to get this just, just right off the bat. <laughs> <Right>. Um, <laughs> but we'll go through the song and dance anyway. Um, sure. you know, but on the other side of that, like, uh, I am 100% uh, myself all of the time. Uh, people can either accept that or not accept that. And I think that that is something that people really find um, uh, a breath of, breath of fresh air, especially in these really corporate environments when we do work with these bigger companies. Mm -hmm. um, and also with the entrepreneurs, they feel like, you know, they got uh, a team that's not a bunch of, you know, stuffy, uh, you know, shirt and tie people that are overcharging them or don't understand their struggle. Right. You know, I'm, I'm a real person. I, I built this um, and they can see that obviously, you know, I'm, I am who I am. I think that uh, it also falls through with our brand. You know, we're, we're bold and unapologetically ourselves um, at Tragic and, uh, you know, my personal brand and my personal style just kind of falls in line with the brand style that I've built for my company. No, that's, that's, that's perfect. And it's funny. And I, 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 hopefully you'll listen to more than just your episode of this podcast. That is one of the things I continue to preach to anyone that is willing to listen. And probably a few people that don't want to listen <laughs> is to really just be yourself. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and, and I, I say that, and I, I want to say that out of this side of my face because I, I've been in the, uh, I served my time. <laughs> it sounds like a prison sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I served my time in corporate America. I mean, I, I cut my teeth in right. Coca Cola, which was nice. probably the IBM of, uh, of soft drinks for the longest time. And <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when I started working in, in uh, the, the headquarters of Coca Cola, you know, it was, they still required you. It was, you know, uh, three-piece suit and tie. And yeah. then they, they stepped it down to, okay, you know, jacket and pants and tie. And then they- <laughs> Nice, you know, really, then, really let it loose there. They just say they were cutting <laughs> loose at that point. And then they said, okay, well, business, you know, then it went to business casual, still yeah. a tie. And yeah. then, you know, finally they just like, okay, cool, right? Polo shirts are cool. Just no jeans except on Friday. So th they started over time and I was with them, oh God, 12 years, you know, just stepping it down one time, one moment after yeah. another. And when I first started, I had the standard, uh, you know, 
1950s little boy haircut. And uh, as once I got my role down there in downtown, I was like, okay, that's it. Not cutting my hair. And I just let it, I just let it go because at that point I proved myself. They, they knew who Tracy was. It was all about, all right, can you do the job? And they're like, yep, he can do the job. He can grow his hair as long as he wants. (laughs) But, but unfortunately I felt like I had to, you know, uh, conform to the norm just to get my foot in the door. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I've gotten older and I think this, we, as, as all of us get older, it's like, you know what, this is me. I'm unapologetically me, which is one of the things I resonated with you when I was nice. first introduced to you. And I was like, okay, got to talk to this guy because really if, if someone can accept you for you, they probably are going to keep that mentality as they're looking at your work and they're going to grade it based off that image that they want. And it's like, okay, well, cool. Then I'm not the person for you. Maybe my guy, John or Jane or Joe, they can help you out. Let me give you their name and information. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things. I mean, like first off, when I, you know, uh, got this uh, interview scheduled, I was super excited. Uh, I love the, your brand. I listened to you know, good handful of your podcasts. And mm-hmm. I love just like your message and everything that, you, that you're sending. Um, and I think, you know, right now in society, we're in this like new age of authenticity. Like people want to cut through the crap. They, they want to know like who you are as a company and what you stand for. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, having, being true to yourself and, uh, you know, especially if you're unique or you have a different perspective on, you know, life or, uh, you know, your work or whatever, you know, like let those things shine because that's really, I think what, you know, the, where society's at right now. Um, so that's, that's really great that, you know, you experience that in your career too, you know, ultimately it's about the work that you do. It's not about how you look. It's not about, you know, whether you're wearing a tie or not, you know, uh, obviously in some of these, you know, meetings and stuff, when you get with some of the corporate people, you know, you, 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 uh, you feel like you have to, you know, uh, meet them at their level, but, but I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm always myself and, uh, you know, always come in with my own flair. And, uh, you know, if that, if they like that and they like our work, you know, ultimately they're either going to look past that. And I really like what you said, uh, there that, you know, if they can connect with you, then they're going to, that's going to be the relationship, you know, um, they're not going to, and they're going to kind of view your work through that lens. Mm -hmm. So, uh, not that you can do crappy work then or anything, but, <laughs> but obviously, you know, like maybe they're going to think twice before, you know, firing you if there is an issue or if not, you know, they're going to think, uh, they're going to promote you twice as hard because they're not just promoting some project. They're promoting their, you know, this contact that this colleague, this person that's been, you know, real true and, and real with them. Absolutely. Totally agree. Okay. I want to be mindful of your time and we just been just going at yeah, it. Yeah. Just you're, you're, running. This, this, <laughs> this has been awesome. Um, before I let you go though, uh, I, I want to see any, any great tips you want to share with the entrepreneurs that are out there trying to, you know, start, restart, kickstart their entrepreneurial journey. Right now, there are just so many tools and resources available to you use them. Uh, there's a lot that you can do to get your business off the ground, whether that's using like a web flow platform, uh, using, uh, some no code application platform, uh, you know, really make sure that, uh, focus on like, you know, selling and validating your idea before you start investing tons into it, because that's just going to make you way more successful. You can do a lot to get the ball rolling before you have to talk to an individual like myself, or before you have to go build your own team. Um, Use con use consultants and people that have been in the industry 
that you're working in that have gone through these things before, learn from them and, you know, use them and, and connect with them and, and use them for, you know, whatever resources they'll share for you because, uh, you know, everybody's been through, you know, most likely has been through a similar journey that you've been on in some way, shape or form. And so if you can learn from them, it's going to make your journey a lot, a lot less bumpy. Oh, man. Preach, <laughs> preach. Uh, that, that, that's that's awesome. Using the uh, uh, using the resources that are out there, and definitely uh, lean on the uh, stand on the shoulders of the giants that are you know folks yeah. like yourself that are already out there breaking uh, breaking waves and making stuff happen. Absolutely. So before I let you go, though, I wanted to you know if anyone wants to reach out to Rich uh, Rodzinski, and I know you shared your your IG earlier. If they want to learn more about you or Tragic Media, where do we want to send them to? Go to gotragic.media. Um, find us on LinkedIn. We're really big on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect with you know anybody. If anybody is looking for like a free consultation to talk about their idea, you know maybe need help being pointed in the right direction. Really happy to help you out. Just uh, connect me with me there. Send me a message or or send us a contact form on our website, and we'll be happy to get in touch and see if we can help you out or you know help point you in the right direction. Absolutely, and we'll be sure to have all those links in the show notes so people awesome. can Appreciate just go that. ahead and. Click Click on that and get right to your rich. Rich, I, I definitely appreciate you hanging out and, and share. I, I, one last question I have to ask: what's, right. your fa- what's your favorite style of music? Oh, I'm 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 punk and grindcore. Uh, ah, you know, see, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so Ed, this whole COVID, no music, live music has got to be killing you, right? Uh, it's been rough. It's definitely canceled a couple of shows that I had, uh, you know, paid for, and hopefully they'll be back in you know 21 or whenever we can have a, a safe, you know. Um, vaccine and everything, you know, underway, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's a bummer. There's, there's a really big show in Vegas. I was really looking forward to, and and now, you know, it's just been crippling that industry. So, you know, what's it going to like in another year or two or whenever we can get back to it, you know, um, hopefully, hopefully we can sustain. I, I hope they can hang on. I know as I've been watching a lot of the, uh, uh, the names that I like to follow, um, you know, they've been doing lots of things for, you know, the behind the scenes part of the industry, right. Doing yeah, little yeah. campaigns. And I know my family and I have been, uh, you know, chipping in wherever you know buying all kinds of merch i was just, just gonna to, say you got to support your artists right you now. you got to support your artists you right now you absolutely got to get out there so you know if you're buying the records good go out there go ahead and buy the t-shirt anyway i know it's not a live concert it's not the same but get out there and support yeah those get your folks. art print you know tattoo artists um you know painters like uh, theater folks like this has impacted arts across the board and yeah, a lot absolutely. of those people are struggling so you know where and when you can make an impact help them out and help support them Absolutely. I mean, and I'll give you a great example. So uh, the drummer from um, In This Moment, mm-hmm. uh, he's an artist too, right? He does uh, you know, artworks and he's been doing right. these uh, pieces of art on drum heads and then selling them. Oh, we, that's awesome. We now have four. Uh, that's super cool. I love <laughs> you it. know, so love whatever it. it is, ladies and gentlemen, get out there and support the arts, whether it's music or, or art or in general. So get out there and support the arts. Rich, thanks so much for hanging out. I definitely appreciate your time, brother. Tracy, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me on and, uh, you know, really looking forward to future episodes on Dark Horse. Thanks so much, man. All right. There you have it, my Dark Horse friends and family. Rich dropping some B100% yourself bombs on us on this episode. All right. Here's some thoughts I came away with. Thought number one, 
gross ceilings. Now, Rich didn't call this one out specifically, but if you remember when he was telling his origin story, Rich's path started with a focus on his music career. After seeing some challenges, he shifted to working with one of the top digital marketing companies in his area, learning those tools of the trade. Then, again, when he saw that there was a growth ceiling there, he shifted one more time into freelancing and consulting. See, that caught my attention when I was listening to the interview prepping it for for you all to listen to today. Each time Rich hit a growth ceiling, he did not let that stop him. He worked around, over, under, and through it in one form or another. Are you hitting a gross ceiling or a challenge? Have you let it stop you? Yeah. Be honest with yourself. Only you can answer this question. If so, I would challenge you to push yourself and your business around, over, under, or just smash right the hell through it to drive you and your business forward. Thought number two, are you working on or in your business? Rich shared how he jumped in 100% in being a solopreneur and building his business from the ground up. Now, clearly he had the experience and the chops in the coding arena to deliver value to his clients, but he had to learn on his own all the other aspects of the business. Now, one he called out specifically was business development. Then, like so many, he was spending so much time in working in the business that it created lost opportunities and even called out some lost revenues, right? But he was one of the lucky ones that he had the wherewithal to realize that he needed to get other team members in there to manage those more granular levels of the project so that he could step back and steer the ship from the captain's chair. Look, here's the deal. I get it. It's your baby. You created this business from nothing. You birthed the idea. You nurtured it through its toddlership. You coached it into its teens, and now it's growing into a full-fledged adult of a business. But you need to step back and steer its growth, not manage the minutia. Manage, or, or excuse me, work on your business, not in it. And as always, get someone to coach you in the areas that you need help in your development so that you're not leading with these default blinders on. Remember, you don't know what you don't know. Thought number three, leverage tools to improve collaboration and communication. Now, Rich has a whole team of U.S.-based associates in different time zones, working flex schedules to give them the ability to maximize their time to what is more effective and efficient for them, thus giving a maximum uh, output for the, the company as a whole. Now, clearly, this comes with a level of complexity in managing collaboration and communication. You remember Rich talked about how they have gone through a number of different tools to find out what works for best for his business and his team members overall. But on top of that, you have to factor in what you've heard me mention a new number of times, accountability. Hire those willing to hold themselves accountable. And of course, you as the captain of the ship have to hold them accountable as well. This comes back to a personal development fact you've heard me drop in the daily episodes. People will treat you the way you let them. Same thing in your business. People will treat your business the way you let them. Let them run all over the expectations and the guidelines. Yeah, and they will. Empower, monitor, and hold them accountable to those very same expectations and guidelines, and they will, 
or they'll choose to leave. So captain your ship, empower and make sure your team has the tools they need and that they're using them to meet those expectations and guidelines and everyone will be happy and grow as a result. Thought number four, be 100% yourself. Oh, 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 I love this one. And you've heard me say it time again and again. You know what? Probably going to hear me say it a few more times. Rich echoes that. And he even said that he finds many out there find it to be a breath of fresh air. Now, at the same time, let's be completely honest here, shall we? Being yourself, you are going to push some people away. There, I said it. Yes, people are going to judge you by what you said, how you said it, what you look like. These, let's be honest, these are just the facts. So if you're putting yourself though out there as yourself, then those that do not resonate with you, yeah, they're more likely to go find someone else. However, those that do, ooh, here's the magic. They are far more likely to become a passionate part of your tribe than if you fake it and try and act like or be like someone that you are not. At some point, they will see the real you and they'll feel lied to and not will probably not only leave your tribe, they're going to go out there and speak negatively about that facade that you've been putting up that turned them away in the first place, right? possibly even turning even more people away that could have been a part of your tribe. So get out there and be 100% yourself. Attract your true tribe. And those that, can on get, those that cannot get on board with who you really are, well, you probably don't want to be working with them anyway, do you? And thought number five, use the tools and the coaches that are out there. Rich dropped this golden nugget of advice. There are so many tools out there to help us get up and running quickly use them there are so many people out there that have gone before you to boldly go where no man has gone before and they can save you lots of time and energy tap into them learn from them make and they will help make your journey a lot less bumpy and here's the really cool thing when you usually when you step in and learn from them you'll become part of a uh, we'll call it a private membership group right or maybe a Facebook group where you start now interacting with other entrepreneurs that are learning from them as well thus growing your network and your experience all right what experience oh, experience that's good speaking right I'm not even gonna cut that out what inspiring tips or thoughts resonated with you today hmm at least one. There's got to be one. Whatever they are, take some time today. Write them down. Seriously. Sometime today, write down that one idea. You're like, oh, that was kind of cool. I'm going to try that out. And go and put it into action. Then get out there, run your race, get your results, and come back and let me hear about them. Right? Seriously. Email me, tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tip or idea that you came away with, how you put it into action, and what results you gained from them. Heck, I'll probably even bring you on the show and let you share it with the audience. That way, we all win. Now, I know you want to keep getting all these valuable tips and inspirational ideas from those I'm able to bring onto the podcast. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button. Why are you there? Yeah, you know it. Drop a five-star rating, leave us some kind words in the review. And of course, do not keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Until tomorrow, think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. How do you know this? Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www. 
www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman. 